You're listening to Free Indeed Radio, the podcast from Free Indeed Ministries. Today on Free Indeed Radio. I mean, there comes a point where you have to say, well, I don't even, I don't like anything that you stand for. Um, but can we then not through grace say, but you're, you're welcome here? And let that separation be theirs to walk away from you, not your uh, opinion of them to push them away. And now, here are your hosts, Brandon and John. Hello, welcome back to Free Need Radio. I'm Brandon. And I'm John. And stuff. And things. It's and good <laughs> to see you, Brandon. And things. Good to hear me back with our audience. You know, I was just thinking that it would be super funny if, like... When we start doing things live, by the way, we are going to start broadcasting live. Um, but I will keep you updated on the details as to when that is. But I really wish that there was some sort of way that people could send us, like, emojis and stuff like that. Yeah. Like. You want a heart? You need a little love tap while we're doing Hearts, love taps, and poop emojis. Right? That'd be the best way to disagree without anybody getting hurt. Yeah. <laughs> or we could do it on Facebook Live and just have everybody make the angry faces. There you go. So what do you got for us today? So today I thought we'd talk about um, inclusiveness. Some people call it tolerance uh, or acceptance, but really it's the buzzword I think is inclusive. And I'd like to talk about how groups consider themselves inclusive and what they exclude to be inclusive. And then, and then of course, contrast that against what God has made free indeed to be. And, okay. uh, so, so what about inclusiveness? What about it? So it on its own, it would mean obviously that we include, uh, all people because we're going to talk about people including people into their group or their club or mm -hmm. whatever and i think in the christian walk you know a church says oh we're inclusive you know we want everybody to come mm -hmm. but that's only until they show up and they discover that they don't like them so then they're not included anymore okay Let me pull a pen out of my desk here I'll write things as they come to my brain thoughts um so actually, the first thing that kind of comes to my head then is what's the difference between acceptance and inclusiveness or tolerance? And are they all mutually exclusive or inclusive to one another? Well, I think you can have, they are autonomous, but they certainly are connected because you can be uh, inclusive and still not necessarily um be tolerant or accepting, I guess, more of an acceptance of the way somebody lives or thinks. Mm -hmm. Because you can still be together. You know, the family of faith is that way. We should still be able to be together and then have um, thoughts and ideas that might differ, you know, as long as it's within the realm of what God says, not the realm of what people say that it should say so that they can make their own way. Mm -hmm. So they do still stand alone. And in the case of tolerance that I'm talking about, because I hear it so much, especially in the arguments from uh, through the media and through the world uh, at large, that people, especially the the church, doesn't accept or isn't tolerant of of like the LGBT community, mm -hmm. and they should be, 
and we know that because don't you think that we're kind of past that though like i to be honest i haven't heard very so. many people talk about tolerance or inclusiveness as it relates to the lgbt community too much too much <clears throat> on the whole it kind of seems like the whole of western society and the overall temperature is has reached that point of you know they're people but um it, it's, it's it's more though it slipped into the background because other arguments have come forward mm -hmm. so it's still there because when I meet people, they, they uh, like I meet Christian people that don't understand, you know, uh, LGBT folks, and they say, but John, they've got it all, you know, everything is going the way they want it, and they, they, they. And that just shows you that there isn't uh, a mixing, but just because one voice has gone a bit more silent doesn't mean that uh, the issue isn't there. And you know, Brandon, you and I have experienced that, even with... Um, through the gay Christian movement, you know, we were not accepted or um, mm -hmm. allowed to be a part of them because we didn't do what they said versus free indeed where, you know what, if you uh, claim that you're gay and that's the, the label you want to wear and you, but you want to know about Jesus or love Jesus with us, then you're welcome. You see, we welcome people who even don't want to be in the lifestyle anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm really getting at. There's a lot of uh, messaging that's missed because people don't want to talk about it. The church certainly doesn't unless they have a trophy person. And uh, then, of course, you had the failures of other groups that, um, that made the church look even worse, which is not God's fault. It's man's fault, like Exodus and so forth. But to bring people in and to, to allow them to be in your presence as if we... <laughs> you know, are somebody mm -hmm. special or to uh, not allow them to be there because they don't look like and act like you. That's not being inclusive. Um, the fact that I don't want to live uh, an active, open gay lifestyle shouldn't exclude me from being in and around gay people, especially uh, if they're going to call themselves gay Christians and even have uh, some sort of a movement, you know. So that's that's a big deal to me still because I think it, again, it has gone underground. And so, uh, we don't see the oil and water effect on the surface, but it's definitely below it. So two things come to mind about what you're saying. Um, <clears throat> and one is it seems like instead of there being intolerance, it seems like there's a discrepancy between two groups of people as to what tolerance means. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, tolerance, true. Or inclusiveness, or how, however you would want to put it. Um, like, because we would all agree that we want to be inclusive, and we want everyone to be involved, we want everyone to participate in, in whatever it is. You know, we don't want to create wallflowers, we don't want to leave people on the outside. But um, <clears throat> it seems that there's, there's a, a disagreement on fundamentals or logistics, I guess um, of how to do that of how to do saying? that and what it looks like because you you then went to tolerance and to what will I tolerate to include you 
That's kind of where the argument or the thought process goes, mm -hmm. just naturally, because it's true. I mean, there comes a point where you have to say, well, I don't even, I don't like anything that you stand for. Um, but can we then not through grace say, but you're, you're welcome here mm -hmm. and let that separation be theirs to walk away from you, not your uh, opinion of them to push them away, that Christ right. would keep them close and let them see him through us and the difference that of which we speak. Well, and I guess specifically what it come what it or what it looks like in my head is one person says tolerance looks like accepting everything about everybody whatever they want to be, whatever they want to do, that is being accept that is being inclusive, that's not being homophobic, that's not being this or that or the other mm -hmm. thing. Whereas another another side or another perspective would say um, encouraging somebody in some, some sort of an identity de identity delusion or encouraging somebody in um, <clears throat> or accepting, I guess, we'll define a lifestyle, a lifestyle mm -hmm. or, you know, we'll, we'll de define exactly what we mean because I want to get to that by defining, accepting and tolerate, tolerating. <laughs> but, um, you know, because like I said, nobody wants to be a jerk. Nobody wants to be, well, not nobody. Well, you know, <laughs> not <laughs> nobody. Are those. But you know, we'll we'll say like eighty percent of the people in the world don't yeah. want to be jerks, and they want to include people. And it seems like an idea of inclusivity gets formed by people who are in the eighty percent who look at the twenty percent and say and. And, and even some of the rest of the 80% and say, even if you smell like the 20%, then you are this, that, or the other thing, you know, you are exclusive in, in whatever form. Um, whereas other people would say, I, I just, I disagree with the morality of this, or, you know, I disagree with your morals. Right. Um, so where's where's the bridge where's the bridge in that gap two people have two different ideas of what tolerate means or what inclusive means and uh what can we do as people on the inside or outside to bridge that gap well i think we've done it well with god's direction as we always say we lay the cross in the middle and ask people to cross and you know come to the middle from the far uh, left or right, however you want to look at it, from far from one side from the other. And when you bring people there and allow them to be who they are, you're, you're still including them in the party, even if you don't agree with how they party. And, and, and tolerance should not make us to exclude people. You know, I don't want to... It's not for me to tolerate your behavior. Now, if you're doing something that's, you know, harming someone, that's completely different, of course. But when people have a different way of thinking and a different lifestyle and uh, even a different religious choice, you know, our job, our, we're called to bring them in and show them what God has done for us. When we do nothing more than invite people in to be included with us and with free indeed, like we... We want the world that's hearing us to be included with free indeed and to be different. 
We want you to see something different. We want you to, to express your difference and let us tell you, a, let's have a conversation about what that means and where, where is God in your life and, you know, and mm -hmm. now they're including us into their lives, not just keeping us out because their opinion of us uh, is so far off or because we don't share their opinion, we can't be included in their group. That's what's, you know, polarizing this world mm -hmm. is, is that those walls that are put up because inclusiveness means everybody's welcome as long as you think what I think, do what I do, say what I say. Mm -hmm. And that's just a bunch of crap. Right. Well, that, that goes back to um, the, the people who we have actually spoken with who have a policy. and they, they were discussing a policy on what would happen if a gay couple were to walk into their church establishment. Now, how would we, what, what was, what will be our protocol if, if that were to happen? Well, they could, they could come in the door, but they can't hold hands and they can't be, you know, they can't show affection to one another. Um, otherwise we'll have to ask them to leave. It's like, they can't be known, but we'll know. And then what's that, you mm. know, come in and be faceless and, and make sure that you turn into what we say. And that's not including somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Real quick, because I think this is in the, in the same direction that we're wanting to go. I, I would say that Christianity wants to be inclusive. Yes. You know, we don't want to exclude anybody because Christ wants all people to be reconciled unto himself. That's the ministry that we've been entrusted with. Um, and a lot of churches do that really well. They do, they, they do form inclusive groups or they'll you know in one building there will be multiple different facets where people can join up um and find community um but it seems like there's is a there's a fear there's an innate fear where we want to be inclusive but we don't want people to feel encouraged in their sin or what you know whatever that would be and it's almost it's almost like you're saying we want to be inclusive but we hope they don't show up or you know or when when they do show up i have to make sure that i let them know that i'm uh not authenticating or validating their sin as a part of their life like you as you see it mm -hmm. yeah that's right and so <clears throat> how can how can a church or how can a small group leader or how can how can anybody even somebody who wants to form a group or is thinking yeah. of starting a church how or can, organization how can they have that pressure relieved off of their shoulders i think that when we realize that god is way bigger than we are and that his death on the cross was way, way bigger than we understand. And we admit that we don't know enough about it to be close-minded to, to the people around us. When you get back to the basics, you know, God said, love your neighbor as yourself and to love him with all that you are. That puts you in a position where you can relate to everybody 
you know, people who say, well, I can't relate to you. Well, if you're a believer, you know, a Bible-believing follower of Christ, not just a person who proclaims to know him and whatever, uh, then you can relate to everybody. And you can be inclusive because the, the relation, the relating that you can do is that everybody needs a savior and Jesus did something really miraculous for me and he'll do it for you. And from that perspective and from that point of view, everybody can come and you can have different points of view in the same room and yet everybody knows that it's okay. This is a safe space. You know, how many times have we had... Uh, different people or pastors come to a free indeed life group and their comment is the same all the time. It's, it's fantastic because I don't see it. And, 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 you know, obviously you don't either cause we're there, but you know, how did you get this group of people that have nothing to do with each other that would never be together outside of here, come together in such love and, um, inclusiveness, acceptance and all that kind of thing. Well, it's all because of what Jesus has done for each one of us. Mm -hmm. We can all agree on that. That's the inclusive part. Mm -hmm. There's nothing missing when Jesus is in the center. Nothing. Mm -hmm. And everything changes when Jesus is in the center. So, um, and I agree with that, that Christ's inclusivity and in that he died for everybody. You know, he died so that all would be forgiven and so that all would be made righteous before him. Um, I mean, that's just kind of like, you can't get more inclusive than that. It, it, it just doesn't. Yeah. There's nothing But it's bigger. surprising how people try to change that. Um, so a thought occurred. How, so then what, what would be the difference? Be, okay. Being inclusive has an element of humility to it. Yes. You know, we we always we always need to be aware that we could be wrong about you know our beliefs or about our a thought a thought or about our stance on something mm -hmm. or or whatever you know intellectual humility and intellectual honesty is a part of being in, accepting and, and inclusive because you understand that you don't know it all. Agreed. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, what's the difference between being humble and um not standing not not standing but what's the difference between being humble and the thought of i could be wrong this person could be right you know you know what i'm asking well i think i know where you're going and uh so everybody you guys kind of try to track with us as because we love to talk these things out so that you can talk to us about it too but you know, being humble means that you can be around other people and you don't change, but you also don't have to command the room. You don't have to, to overtake everybody else's opinion and emotions because you stand with them to listen and to offer yourself as part of their life, not to take over their life. Maybe this is, maybe this is better. What's the difference between humility and knowing where the I could be wrong can stop. Like, well, like when we're, sitting, say, we're sitting in a small group, right? And somebody is asserting something about God. 
or, or something about themselves or something you know something that isn't it's not black and white mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily have an answer for it but you don't necessarily not either you you have a traditional sense of well all i know is what has been told to me in this sense or all i know is what my pastor has talked about on this sense and um you know the morality of of whatever is being talked about has just been thrown into question so so where is where is the line where we where where do we draw the line with i could be wrong but i know i'm not wrong about this right how I, do we know that line i think that you would know that you're automatically already sure of your opinion and your thoughts on the topic <clears throat> the thing that changes to be humble in that situation like you said as we were talking is not to be the know-it-all because maybe something they have to say even though it comes up against you and you know kind of affronts you there might be something valid to it you know they might have a a, a view of it that you never considered mm -hmm. that now you need to consider it's okay to reconsider or your opinion because it's okay to consider someone else's without having to feel like you just gave up on everything you, you've always believed. And it doesn't mean that you have to accept that into your way of believing, but you can still be an inclusive person to mm -hmm. that person because, you know what? That's not one we're gonna agree on. But I know that you, you know, that's, that's something in your life, depending on what it is, you know, it could be something where it's like, well, that's what God's doing for you. and. I, you know, I, I don't know. I can't get there. That's okay. Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to love you in Jesus because that's who we're talking about. That's the purpose of getting out to the rest of the world. And you don't have to be a doormat to say, well, if you don't accept everything, then you're not being humble and you're not being inclusive. That's not true either because Jesus was very clear <laughs> about telling people the truth and mm -hmm. that we should, especially to, if, if you're not a Christian, this uh, you know, speak the truth in love doesn't make a lot of sense because you don't understand what we consider the truth. But to each other, we don't have to be a doormat. We can say, you know what, I think you could uh, reconsider that opinion mm -hmm. and then go and find out, you know, talk to God about it and then know in your heart what you're going to believe. There are things that I will never change my opinion on uh, as far as somebody saying that well this behavior is acceptable because that's usually where it goes mm -hmm. to as a behavior and i'm not going to change and say well maybe that's okay because it's okay for you when i know that it's not okay according to what i believe scripture says mm -hmm. and that's okay but i can still include that person in my life in free indeed and i can still show them what um christ has done in me and let that reflect to them. That's what we're talking about. I don't have to tell you how to live so that you can be included in my group. Mm -hmm. That's what we lose track of, you know? And I, I think that God is greater than that. Mm -hmm. Well, and uh, right along with that, um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, that's well said. And um, it, I guess it kind of part of what I'm thinking goes back to something we talked about last episode where we've lost the ability to, dis to disagree. Right. Um, but there, there was something about that 
in in my head that really struck a note because I've I have had people who are not Christ followers in their life who have not um, you know they don't follow Jesus with their lives at all but they have because they have been close to me pointed something out or referred to to something that I had done and and was like this this needs to be fixed or this this needs to change and God corroborated it because mm-hmm. because it wasn't a uh, it wasn't necessarily a, a character flaw but moreover um, somebody with a different opinion over what I had made a decision about had persuaded me that I was in the wrong um, like somebody had asked me well, like one one specific somebody had asked me to delete a friend from my friend list because they were super worried that because I was mutual friends with somebody who he had victimized that that would be an inroad for him to to get a hold of her and I like Hmm. it it actually at first kind of pissed me off because I'm like I was like who are you to you know try and control my life because of what this guy has done you know, and and I, I yeah, that's getting out in third and fourth party trying to tell you who you can like and dislike. Right. That's yeah, that's not going to work. And it's not like I liked the guy. I really had no reason to con- to stay connected to him except for uh, he he was a potential source of income. Uh, and at the end of the day, like I I was just kind of affronted by by that. But in the end, the the person who he had uh, victimized and was a mutual friend of the person who asked me to delete, mm-hmm. he, she was like, the only reason that she asked you to do that was because she just worries for me a lot. And, uh, you know, ju- just came to me in, in gentleness and came to me um, saying, you know, giving their rationale and even if i didn't necessarily agree with all of it their friendship was worth more to me than me just being right and having some person who i didn't know on facebook right (laughs) and i don't think that's kind of the inclusiveness that we're talking about but for sure right but i'm i'm talking about that's the kind of attitude that we need to adopt in in pursuit of inclusive in pursuit of inclusiveness of the, the of being of the mind that we could be wrong about oh, right. our opinions on on how this situation looks or you know without a doubt yeah well cuz perception you know because i understood after i had talked with my friend i understood the heart behind the the heart behind the action the heart behind the words because a lot of times we just hear what we hear we -hmm. see what we see we see people's actions we see people's lifestyles and we see what they choose to do think and say and how they choose to react to people and uh categorize them right based on that be it political uh be it you know religiously even you know skin color or 
region or you know southern people are dumb or you know black people are loud or you know whatever it is but when we understand the heart behind what people are trying to do or or what they're trying to get at i'm sorry this all goes back to a scripture that kind of came to my head and that is in proverbs where it says the wounds of a friend are worth infinitely more than the kisses of an enemy you know, or where if we're if we're in a conversation with somebody or there's something in us that needs addressing, we can trust the wounds of a friend, the harsh truths that are presented by a friend a lot more than a harsh truth or even a, a kind and a kind and gentle touch right. from from an enemy or somebody who that we don't even know or somebody who's going to uh, promote you right into the very thing that's harming you. I think too, what that brings to mind is that we, when we're talking about inclusiveness, I'm not talking about everybody that's totally different has to always be in the same physical room. You might have to relate to differences of people in different spaces because that's where they relate best, but you can bring yourself and they can bring others that are different and that's when things begin to make a difference that's when the world changes that's when life gets good Mm -hmm. so when you meet all of the people that look all the same and you're the different one and then they've accepted you because they'll say let you can be here and then all of a sudden they're including you meaning that they have brought you into their trust now they, they would feel empowered to go out and find more people that are different than them mm-hmm. and say, you know what? We really are all stuck here. We, you know, all we ever do is wear the same green and we never get out of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we're just a bunch of green weirdos. Right. And and here you stand in red. It will bring somebody that wears blue. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what I'm talking about in, and what you're saying is you're not going to be able to, to, to have the same kind of groups like with this one situation as you would with the very person they're asking you to step away from. Mm-hmm. Because what if God has put that person in your life? Right, because, you know? well, because inclusivity, the more things that you say yes to, the more things you say no to. Well, that's in activity for sure, but in just in people, hopefully well, we can bring the, people I mean, in. What I mean by that is if you say, if you include somebody in your life that somebody else hates, that's already in your life, you have a choice then to make because they can't coexist. Well, and that's what I'm saying. You have those friends in a different room on a different time, Mm -hmm. but it creates its own group, which then still builds the body. Mm -hmm. You know, we have different systems in our body that do different things, but they're all part of this one thing. And they're, they all work together for good, mm-hmm. right? Because the digestive system can't be the brain. It would just eat the brain. And the brain can't, be, can't digest food. It's got to think about it and tell the, the stomach mm-hmm. what it thinks is going on. So that's my point is you may have to do this in different spaces, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That in itself is okay because we just continue to bring more people into the very thing that we can all relate to, which is what has God done for me? Jesus died for me. Let's talk about that and let them know how much God loves you. Let them know, I want you to know 
how much he really does love you and wants you to know him. Mm -hmm. He knows who you are. Don't believe anybody who says he doesn't. But he wants you to know who he is. And that's that inclusiveness. And that's why we're saying, come on, get involved. Let us prove ourselves to you. And I would, I will come out and say this statement very boldly. Don't believe anybody who would exclude somebody because their opinion doesn't match up with the one who's proclaiming inclusiveness because I wouldn't trust them. That is a double-minded, double-speaking person. If they're telling you, come on, everybody's welcome, but oh, not you because you don't think the way I do, I'm thinking I wouldn't trust that. I wouldn't trust that person or group or whatever it is. So, But God you can trust. Oh, I'll be devil's advocate here for a second. Oh, don't do that. He's bad. What about the person who is actively a problem, who wants to be a part of the group, but is being excluded uh, because they think differently, because it's... Uh, There's a difference. That goes back to your humble thing. There's a difference between coming in and trying to be a disruptor and to be a destroyer. Because anybody, you know, you bring a wrecking ball, I'm not going to let you hit the house mm -hmm. because that's not how you make the entry into the house. You come through the door. So being inclusive doesn't mean that you have to be, uh, uh, like I said earlier, a doormat. It's okay to have a difference of opinion, but when you're inclusive, that wrecking ball person is not being the inclusive one. The inclusive, inclusivity takes both people agreeing to stay in the same room and have a conversation mm -hmm. that may differ in opinion. I think you see, that it's is... never a one person, and then they're collecting like a magnet, a bunch of you know. I think that is a, a vastly different idea from what we think of inclusivity to be, because you just described a mutual agreement between people to be in the same room on terms that they have agreed upon. Not necessarily. Well, yes, but then again, maybe no, because especially as you're building on relationship, that's but, what it's about, right? I mean, but what I'm talking about is your average person will probably see inclusivity as one person has to involve everybody, yeah, everywhere in their life in order to be inclusive. And if you exclude one kind of person, you're being a hypocrite. Mm hmm. Um, but I like the other way. Well, yeah, because it you're including them on the basis of what you've mutually agreed upon. You know, like if we invite somebody new to Free Indeed, like a like a meeting on Tuesday, it's you know we have agreed upon. You come, you hang out, you be yourself to the best of your ability. We'll we'll all talk about Jesus. We'll talk about whatever, mm -hmm. and just see what the Lord has for us that night. And we don't expect anything more of you, right? That's that's an agreement. It's a yeah. There's always there's always they, that they are there because they want to be a right. part. They are in the conversation because they want to be a part. They are they are engaging with the possibility of their ideas and mindset and worldview being challenged because that they have agreed to that. Right. You you can't you can't make that agreement with somebody who hasn't made that agreement with you. Right, and you can't pull in everybody and just assume that because you're the center of the opinion that that this is inclusive. Right. 
so there was another thing that I wanted to touch on really briefly. Jesus had 12 disciples, and they were all vastly different people. They were vastly different people. Um, Simon the Zealot and Matthew the tax collector, even being in the same proximity. Right. Zealots were a, uh, a social and religious sect of society that were, they were exactly what they were. They were zealots for, uh, for, for Jerusalem, for Israel, and they hated the Roman occupancy. And so this person was practically like a terrorist or freedom fighter, like what we would, what we would think of, like, like a radical anti-nationalistic person. Whereas Matthew was a Jew who worked for the Romans, collecting taxes from the Jewish people. Talk about a hated man. Well, they were both hated by society. Mm -hmm. They were both hated, but they were especially hated by each other. Yeah. There is no way apart from the grace and inclusivity of Christ and and his power and his and his uh, mind changing ability that these kinds of people could could even be, you know, it's even remotely in communication with each other, <laughs> much less coexist. Right. But like he pulled he pulled all different kinds of people, you know, uh, tax collectors had a little more money that zealot probably had nothing. You know, Peter was a fisherman, you know, right. all these, all these different kinds of people from all different kinds of walks of life. And it, it just amazes me that that kind of a, a detail just gets glossed over. You know, Paul says that they're under, because of Jesus, there is no more barbarian, Scythian, slave, free. Right. You know, as far as Christ is concerned, there is no sociopolitical divisions among us because we are all his. We are bought with a price. Right. We are all under the same banner of his blood. Um, and the other thought that I had was it seems like 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 there there's a, a dynamic about inclusivity and about tolerance itself that says we want everyone to be the same same rights same abilities same uh you know same talents same specialness you know it's like equality means to be the same in in every single way um what do you what what do you have to say about that? Well, equality isn't equality. <laughs> there are different standards for everybody and everything. And, and, you know, like you were saying, the only equality exists in Christ. It's great that you want everybody to have, you know, the same pay, but you're fighting for that here. But what are you going to do if you step outside this country? You know, you're not going to win that fight. Mm-hmm. Um, there, So equality isn't really... Um, what it is being made to look like, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to, uh, dumb down the brainiac to match up with the person who has, you know, mental issues and, and, uh, learning disorders doesn't make an equal set of people. 
Right. You know? And Jesus doesn't see that. He doesn't have a preference, like you were saying, one over another. We're all equal in him, and we are all equal so that we can go about our business as people under his grace and love to go and experience this life and to go experience this world and to be mm-hmm. um, out there for him and, and to be different, to have different things, to see different things, to have different opinions, to have different points of view. It's beautiful when you're included in that way. Well, Scripture even says that, you know, like the only sense of equality that we have is that we are all, all human. Um, you know, Hebrews says you're all of one blood. Um, but it also says that men are not equal in, in gifts or talents or, you know, to yeah. measures of faith or, you know, stuff like that. So, like, like our very, our very makeup, we are not all the same. We are never intended to be the same. Um, and there's a, there's a short story called Harrison Bergeron where, uh, this guy lives in a world where, where everybody is the, the, the pervading and most dominant idea in this, in this universe is equality. But the only way that they have achieved equality is bringing it down to the lowest common denominator. Right. You know, the really strong people... You can't raise it up. The really strong people have to wear weights. The really beautiful people have to wear ugly masks. Um, the smart people have to wear devices in their ear that break their concentration so they can't carry a, a consistent thought or conversation. And it's all in proportion to how smart they are mm-hmm. according to the lowest common denominator. And um, I think that in in us pursuing this sense of justice or this this sense of equality or inclusivity, um, we want to bring everybody. You know, like everybody has to have all of their rights, but it's like we're trying to bring the lowest common denominator up high. You know, like like yeah. that's like that's and that won't work, right? Because um, you lose as you you lose the sense of morality because if 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 all things are relative and equality is relative, then you have a mess. You just have an absolute disaster. And I don't think that that's what I don't think that that's what Christ has. Not that not that um, inequality where there is actual oppression or injustice should remain because I think that right. I think that's that not we, what we're talking about. We absolutely should stand against that. Right. But I think we've hit a point in society where we see difference or discrepancies and we automatically think um injustice. Yeah. Instead of difference. Instead of difference. Um and and I would like I would like to see us all in this pursuit of inclusivity and uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, acceptance and and tolerance mm-hmm. to to not lose the fundamentals of what it means to be human and to to be different. 
to stand with each other. And in Christ, we can do that. With also the caveat of, you, you know that, uh, that adage, if everyone's special, then no one is. Yeah. Really quick, I, I would be interested, because we've actually never talked about this before, I would, I would be interested to, to hear what you think about that statement. If everyone's special, then no one is. Mm -hmm. Everybody didn't get a trophy. <laughs> and special is what somebody chooses it to be. So who's going to decide what's special and what isn't? And then how high does that go? And who do you have to turn to? And if God is the highest authority and he says, you're all my children in every way equal, then who are we to start to put that label out there? So it's not a matter of nobody being special. It's a matter of knowing how incredibly special we are to the only authority that understands that, which is God himself, who he sent his own son to die for us. He's the one who's special, and he brings us into him. So therefore, it's all on his authority and mm -hmm. his inclusiveness of his own creation. That's where we need to keep that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's pretty special that I get to meet people who don't agree or are different than me so that I can say, let, let be included in my life, even though we're different, because I want you to see what God has done for me, what Jesus did for me. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's what we stand on. And that is precious. And I think it's wonderful. And I think if people give it a chance, you can argue with us, you can disagree, but until you give it a real opportunity to work in your life, You'll never know what God really has for you and what this world really can be to include everybody that is put into mm -hmm. your life in some way. I had a flicker of hope the other day. Oh, <laughs> a flicker. <laughs> a flicker. It was a flicker. <laughs> it um, wouldn't quite burn. I was on Facebook. Oh, no. <laughs> I was on Facebook. And somebody had posted something you know not really controversial but just more of a presenting an idea and um it, it was on orwellian thinking like george orwell and 1985 and and all that and um i i just i posed a question to the person who posted it and somebody else ended up answering me but it was really cool because this person, this this guy, he didn't he didn't just straight in, invalidate everything that I would have had to say. He didn't tear down and or you know call me a racist or a bigot mm -hmm. or, or anything like that for having a different yes. opinion. He posed his own his own thoughts on it, and what I eventually realized was we had started a conversation which uh, there was a pre-established mutual level of respect that neither of us really even knew was there until we entered into the conversation. And uh, once that happened, I realized that I was free to ask questions about wh how he viewed certain things, you know, mm -hmm. uh, different things. And uh, I had reached a point where I genuinely, I wanted to know uh the agreements and disagreements and the and why sure 
you know, because I think that the more, and again, bleed in from the last episode, but the more that we seek to understand somebody else, mm-hmm. the more effective we are in understanding them, but also communicating with them and desiring to uh, continue in or establish relationship with it. It's definitely a super powerful witness. Right. Because um, when you're not being somebody who's just, you know, yelling precious little snowflake or, you know, screw Hillary or somebody, or, you know, when you're not being that person who's just saying uh, whatever. Demeaning things. Demeaning demeaning things while asserting your own opinions. Um, it's, it's the antithesis of inclusion. Or, or, well, what you're talking about is inclusion. Yeah, what I what I'm talking about you, is inclusion. But doing growth. but doing all that, you know, doing the anti stuff <laughs> is, is the antithesis of inclusion yeah. because you have you have predisposed yourself to locking these kinds of people out of your life right. on the basis of well, they do this, they of think their, this way, your, yeah. mm-hmm. and they they just they they feel this way about things. I am. Uh, and it's completely invalidated in my eyes, so I have no desire to understand what or why they think this way. Right. And, you know, that's totally fair enough. You know, you, you don't have to sit down and talk with everyone that you disagree with. You no. don't have to. We're not saying that. Yeah. As a, you but know, you it, might learn something if you do. And also yeah. what you're going to there for me is, uh, oh, where was I going with that? Commanding the room, commanding the opinion. Mm-hmm. If you if you have to do that, you're definitely not somebody who's open to including other people, other thought processes, mm-hmm. other lifestyles, other anything. And we believe and we know, and I challenge you to discover this, that when you start to do this, when you start to include people and allow them to be who they are in your life, allow yourself to be who you are in their life, um, it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And that's where um, I encourage you to get to know us because we'll show you what Jesus has done for us and what that really means because there is room for everybody and there's nothing to be afraid of. Mm-hmm. So come on in. Absolutely. So I think that's all, that's all that we have for today. And uh, join us next time for a bit more Free Indeed Radio. So go ahead and go out and change someone's mind about God. Thank you for listening to Free Indeed Radio. Send us your prayer requests, comments, and suggestions to freeindeedco at gmail.com. We would love to hear how the Lord has touched your life and rejoice with you. Don't forget to sign up to follow us by email on the website and get our app from the Google Play Store. Free Indeed is listener-supported, and we invite you to come check out how you can support us through our website at www.freeindeedco.com. Free Indeed Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church, and we receive your donations as offerings to support the mission of Free Indeed to advance the gospel of grace throughout the world. The Lord bless you as you go into your world and change someone else's mind about God.